I'm Peter Martin. And I'm Adam Manis. Welcome to the You'll Hear It podcast. Hey everyone, today we're going to give you four easy chord substitutions on a 251. Was it like calculus or something? Well, it's going to be simplified calculus. We would call it jazz calculus, perhaps. Jazz calculus. <laughs> that doesn't sound very uh, <laughs> complicated. That's right, right, right. So this, this, we should be able to use these for any 251, not, not just a 251, right? Yeah, no, it should be any chord progression that is a 251, be it major or minor, because what we're talking about really mostly is substituting the dominant chord, right? The five. That's right. the most malleable chord in any progression. It's the one that creates tension, and therefore you can add a lot of stuff there to, to create more tension as you go to the one. The old tension and release trick. The old tension <laughs> and release trick. Okay. Now, with all these, I think, you know, substitutions, anything that has the possibility of kind of being nerded out on from a theoretical standpoint, I think we want to keep in mind that the ultimate test on these is how they sound. Okay, so we're gonna give you some, some ideas, but try them out different situations or whatever, and if you like them, then you use them in your improv, in, in your accompaniment, that kind of a thing. They're, they're options to go to. Exactly, these are just some common ones, and, and maybe they're not part of your sound, but it's kind of good to know what everybody else is, is doing first, and then you decide if you like it or not. Cool, why don't you kick it off with number one? Yeah, so the first one is the classic tritone substitution. This is usually the first substitution that anybody learns when they're learning jazz. Um, and in a 2-5-1, let's say we're in C, we have D minor, G7, and C major 7. So when we talk about a tritone substitution, again, we're talking about that dominant chord. And the tone that's a tritone away from the dominant chord, which is G in this case, is a D flat. Right? So we just want to literally substitute a G7 um, we want to put in, in its place a D flat seven. So here's how that would sound. This is D minor seven, D flat seven, C major seven. Now I added a little sharp 11 there uh, for my own personal flavor, but this tritone substitution is a very common sound you hear all the time. It gets this great chromatic movement in the bass. It's, it's a really common substitution. It should be the first thing on your list of substitutions to learn. Yeah, and so I was just thinking, too, a lot of times people ask us, okay, what if you're playing, you know, you're a saxophone player, <clears throat> you're a singer, um, and you want to do this substitution, but you don't know if the bass player or even if the rhythm section is going to do it, can you still do it? And I would say you can, and maybe we could just kind of show, like, what you just played. We start on the two, and you... And then now in the right hand, Adam's going to go to the substitution, but I'm going to stay in the bass on the regular five, and then maybe I hear it and I shift down, and then resolve. But either way, it can work. So this does not have to be a coordinated thing where you're turning around signaling to the bass player. And sometimes the bass player, you might hear him go, him or her go, that's going to be your signal that that's that tritone substitution then you could catch up on it and to opposite that so play the d flat and i'll just play g sharp 11 that's nice. actually pretty hip you know so yep that's and that is actually the advantage of this particular substitution the tritone substitution the reason why it's so common is because 
it can be replaced so easily with the other and you don't even really notice. It's just a different, it's like a, it's like a, a different shade of the same color. Yes, you know? absolutely. Cool. Okay. So that's number one. Let's move on to number two for our easy chord subs uh, on two five ones. And this one's a little bit, I wanted to go a little bit unusual, give you some different ideas. This is a half step below approach to the one chord. So we've got two. Yeah, let's go to another key for fun. So we got two. We're in the key of E flat. So the two is F minor seven, F minor nine. Then we've got the five, B flat seven to E flat major. But we're going to do an approach to the one from a half step below. So again, we're substituting in the position of the five chords. We got two, and then we'll go half step below, D7 sharp nine to E flat major. I like it. Okay, so here, some different, um, different voicings, different voice leading, different nice. actual chords. We'll talk about that a little bit, but basically the idea is we're hearing up from that root movement. So as opposed to two, five, one, we're going two, major seven to one. And now I'm not even really saying the chord, although I can tell you that this is F minor nine, D seven sharp nine, flat 13 to E flat major. But I like us to kind of think about what that root movement sounds and what the bass voice leading is. So that's why I'm describing it as half step below and then it resolves up. And that's a great substitution. And if any of our listeners, if you listen to any modern gospel music at all, you probably hear that a lot. You recognize that sound. It's used a lot in modern gospel music. Um, but it's very applicable to jazz. Our next substitution is, this is one of my favorites. This is borrowing from the four minor region. Now, what do I mean by that? So if we go back to C, no, you know what? Let's not go back to C. Let's go to F. So if we go to the key of F and we do a 2-5-1 in F, that's G minor 7, C7, flat nine in this case, and then F major. So when we borrow from the four minor, we mean the four of F, which is B flat, and the minor. And in this case, I'm gonna choose Dorian. It could be melodic minor or harmonic minor, but we'll, we'll choose the Dorian mode. I mean, it's a common sound you hear a lot, especially in classical music and pop music even. Um, and you can add this to your two, five, one. So instead of G minor seven, C seven, F, you could do G minor seven, B flat minor seven, F. And that's a great sound. And, and you can hear this on, on, some, uh, on some modern jazz recordings. This, you can even hear, like, some players will, will do this on rhythm changes, right? If, a, if particularly fast rhythm changes and they want to add a modern sound, they'll do a bar of B flat seven. And then they'll just do a bar of E flat minor seven. And then a bar of B flat minor seven. As almost like a 5-1, mm -hmm. you know, when the chains are moving fast and all of a sudden it takes you out of like this like change, 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 change. And you have this great open modern kind of sound. So the 4 minor. And by the way, it's not just that 4 chord, like in the back to the key of F, mm -hmm. the B flat minor to the F. You could use anything in that Dorian scale of B flat minor. You could use D flat. You know, however you want to think about it. You could even use like C minor, which is in that... Any of those, those um, chords that borrow from that four minor region are fair play. Great. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, so the last uh, easy chord substitution for a 2-5-1, uh, this we're getting into some more complex territory, but some really exciting things. And this is the Coltrane, uh, well, one of his many substitutions for 2-5-1s. 
and this is based on shame on me for forgetting the name of this tune countdown countdown right which is uh tune up was the original tune i believe or the chord change it was based upon so we we basically we're starting with a two five one extended out over a number of bars to d major so it's like e minor seven to a seven to d and then it keeps going but with the countdown we've got We actually, it's it's more of like adding in a bunch of chords before it gets to the five one. So you start on the two, then you go addition, 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 and then you get the five, A7, to D major. But what's cool about this, and I think a nice way to learn this, is to think again about the root movement and what's happening down there, what that melodic pattern that's established from that movement. So we've got E minor, and then we're not even going to think about the chord. We're just going to go up a half step. And this is the dominant chord, F7. And then we're going to resolve that. So 5 to 1, F7 to B flat major. Okay? Now we're going to go up a minor third, D flat. And that's a dominant chord. And we're going to resolve that one. And now we're going to go up another minor third. That's G flat major, by the way. And now we're back home because we're to the D major. So the whole thing is we, we know we're starting on 2, E minor, and that we're eventually going to get to D major. We don't even have to think about how many chords are in there once we start the pattern. So we go up half step, dominant, resolve it. It's always alternating between dominant, major, dominant, major. Then we go up a minor third, dominant, major, resolve it. Then we go up a minor third, dominant, resolve it. We could keep going forever if we want. So that's a fun one. So Peter, with this one, Going back to the, should you tell the bass player about what you're doing? <laughs> now, for me, I would just start playing this, um, hoping that the bass player I'm playing with would catch it. But even if they don't, I know that it's because of the pattern. It's yep. still going to sound good. Exactly. It just kind of extends over. So that would be like if the bass player was like staying. And you were playing. Because that whole area where you're potentially you know, clashing between your substitute chords in fact, that is, there's supposed to be some tension in that area anyway. That's that kind of dominant chord area. So I think that's a time when you can have a little bit of more tension even. If the bass player catches some of it, that's great. If not, they don't. So uh, there you go. Have fun with two five ones. And you know, as you learn these sounds, I think there's a lot of different areas that you can kind of um, you know, apply these sounds for. I was just thinking about the, you know, what you were talking about with the four minor. That was the third one we looked at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's not just for two five ones. It's that's a good place, but wow, that's a nice little sound. I'm I, I'm gonna play around with. There you go. I mean, generally we want to move towards an area where you'll hear it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it for today's episode of the You'll Hear It podcast. For more information or to hear more of these podcasts, go to openstudionetwork.com slash podcast.